another adventure on the coffee hour. I'm oh, Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Bad puns. <laughs> I'm really good at them. Dad jokes, too. I mean, I'm sure that's why everybody tunes in. Absolutely. Just to hear the bad puns and dad jokes. Now we're going to talk about Advent today. Um, conversations about Advent with our friends who maybe don't come from the same liturgical background that that, that we come from. Yeah. Um, what does Advent like mean in their brains in their world in their context do, do they have any idea of what advent is what does it look like for them and how do we have conversations about advent mm-hmm. um and how can that ultimately lead to conversations about jesus certainly uh and traditions in your family during advent and christmas as well with a, a familiar longtime voice here at kfuo dr mary man simon coming up in the second half thanks to our friends at concordia university wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour find out more about them at cuw.edu uh, it's such a joy to have our guest on this morning, the Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard, uh, St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota, author of Will the Real Jesus Please Stand Up? Pastor Richard, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, it's good to be here. I have I just have to point out that I've had fun <laughs> teaching the the class now that it's on, now oh, that yeah. Will the Real Jesus Please Stand Up is on a CPH Faith Courses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get to lead a Bible study at our church and discussion group on that. So I just have to share that before so we get into it. You're an expert on Jesus then, is that what you're saying? I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying I know which experts to go to. Um, no, I, I, I've just enjoyed that it's it's led to great discussions and mm-hmm. conversations about who Jesus is and what the, the world around us and our culture and, and our, our own communities, the, the ideas that come up about who Jesus is and how they work their way into our beliefs about who Jesus is, mm-hmm. and then um, dealing with all these false images and ideas of Jesus, these idols, really, um, dealing with that. its It's been great uh, having conversations about that. So uh, having said that and having good conversations, let's talk about conversations. Have you had uh, conversations about Advent with someone who has um, no experience with Advent before? Maybe they've heard of it or like, isn't that a Catholic thing? <laughs> what are your, your thoughts, Pastor Richard? Yeah, you know, when it comes to Advent, I think one of the things, it's not necessarily a confusion over Advent. It's just, it, it's more of a question, what is Advent? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I know in my times growing up as a child, you know, not really being familiar with the liturgical calendar, when it came time for basically after Christmas, or not, excuse me, after Thanksgiving, that that's the time you put the tree up, that's the time you put the decorations, and then we were in Christmas season, and it was, everything was collapsed into that one month, so the distinction between Advent and the season of Christmas were not there. There was not a distinction between it, even though in a sense you kind of prepare that way, you kind of get ready for Christmas by decorating and doing your local traditions in your family and maybe in maybe in the evangelical church uh, so a sense there's there's something kind of missing so when I kind of begin to understand the liturgical calendar Advent was kind of like that aha uh-huh. I mean like my goodness that's what I've been missing here uh, understanding the proper place of Advent and also distinguishing it from the season of Christmas mm-hmm. how do we how do you even begin a conversation uh, maybe someone, I don't know, sees a post you put on social media about going to church in Advent and they're like, well, what, what, what is that? <laughs> why do yeah. you, why do you yeah. even do that? How, how do you, uh, how do you begin to talk about uh, what, what Advent even is for us? You know, as 
funny thing as I was thinking about this. I, I don't know why, but I was reminded of a quote from uh, uh, the Batman movies uh, that came out a while back. There's a quote in there in one of the Batman movies where, um, boy, I'm trying to remember if it was Bruce Wayne. He said something to the effect that, you know, it's darkest right before dawn. And mm-hmm. I just that, that has stuck with me. And there, there's a sense where... Advent uh, maybe gets a criticism for being kind of maybe a little bit more uh, penitential, a little bit more lamenting, a little bit more um, you know sobering and dark than the season of Christmas, and that's one of the critiques also of Lent as well, and and even like Good Friday, it's like my goodness, it's these are really kind of dark, uh, penitential, sobering, lamenting seasons, and when everybody else is like getting the glitter out, here we are, us Lutherans and mm-hmm. and others who celebrate this, we're kind of kind of down in the darkness, and I would say yes, we are because. Because in a sense, Advent as well as Lent, they're kind of the uh, sense of darkness. There's a sense of repenting over our sin. There's a sobering. There's a slowing down. And indeed, it does get the darkest right before the dawn. But there's a distinguishing characteristic where we go through Advent and there's a sense of of, of the coming of the light. There's a sense of anticipation. It's almost like the... Uh, uh, sometimes you have this like the pregame warm up, right? You're, you're getting you're getting prepped and you're getting very very in the zone, you know, to receive the gifts coming. And so, Advent is is that it's it's a penitential time, it's a sobering time, it's a time of reflection. Uh, it is a sense where we are um, anticipating the coming of the light, coming of Jesus, and it's preparing us for that uh, Christmas Eve and especially that Christmas Day to hear the glorious news that the Son of God came for us. Uh, to rescue us from sin, death, and the devil. How do you even... (laughs) How do you even... That's not a great way to start a question. (laughs) Discussing the the benefits, Mm. the value of seasons and time, you know... Why not? Uh, why isn't every day Christmas? That you know that that mentality. We'll, mm-hmm. We're excited to celebrate Christmas. Why not just celebrate it all the time? Why have this this time or this season, this penitential season? Um, it's not mandated in Scripture, right, Pastor? Right, right. And I, I would say this. You know, when I talk about the the liturgical year, I always I, I approach it from the perspective not as like uh, you know like you have to do this and and look at me. We're so much better. I. I I approach from the perspective of gift. Um, mm-hmm. This is a wonderful, wonderful gift that the church has passed down to us, the church of ages ago that has passed down to us that we get to use and benefit from. And so the thing is with Advent, there's really kind of a threefold approach to Advent. Advent is, uh, the, the original origin of the meaning of Advent is coming. Well, then you say, well, what is coming? Well, the threefold kind of uh perspective of Advent is you focus on the coming of Jesus, uh, you know, coming way back in the day, you know, being born in that manger. So you kind of hit that as kind of a precursor, like, uh, you know, Christ is coming to humanity. Then the kind of the second, uh, you know, Advent, uh, the second week in Advent is, is talking about how he will come again. So not only did he come you know, long ago, but he's coming again at some future point in time. And then there's kind of this third aspect of Advent that he continually comes to us in the here and now, um, continually coming to us to deliver us his forgiveness of sins. So so in a sense, you're, you're, you're in this Advent season, this more penitential season, but you're also hearing about the news about how the, the Lord God is coming to you uh, as as a poor, miserable sinner, uh, that he, he does not forsake you and leave you uh, for dead in your sins, but he is the God 
who comes to us. And so you hear this coming. The light is, is kind of emerging and, 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 and uh, the light is coming and shining into the darkness of, of, of your heart, the darkness of the corners of the earth. And, and it, there's this building where you get to the season of Christmas and it's like, bam, here is Jesus. Here's the Son of God uh, for you, born unto you this day. And so it's, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, you, you're kind of prolonging that, uh, the, the, the climax of, of, of Christmas to the future and point. But so if you can kind of go through the season of Advent, um, preparing for that, I think it brings out a much greater depth of meaning uh, for the Christian. And that's really the intent and purpose is to highlight and to focus on that. And again, you, you really can't understand the good news until you understand the bad news. So we contemplate the bad news so that we can hear the glorious good news of Christ coming to us. Mm, that's good stuff. Mm. I feel like I got a mini sermon right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so many, uh, so many things I want to ask, and we don't have a lot of time left. But uh, something that that uh, strikes me is is that uh, it's it's a bit countercultural what we do during Advent. Um, that that we wait and we prepare and we anticipate when so much of our culture right now is is uh, instant gratification and and I want to do this now. So you know we we. We celebrate Christmas starting what in like November. We start putting decorations up because we want to have Christmas now. But, but we have in in the, in our church tradition we have we have this waiting this waiting period of of not yet. <laughs> we'll get to Christmas, but we have this preparation period. Um, how do we how do we approach that that kind of countercultural aspect of it with with our friends who um, who may not quite understand why we would do something like that. Well, again, I mean, I think you hit the uh, the nail on the top, you know, the top of the head there that we are an in instant gratification. I mean, in, in a sense too, it's 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 wanting to open up uh, gifts. I mean, I'm I'm terrible. <laughs> I mean, I we have gifts and they're hidden in the house and and we haven't wrapped them yet. But I I so I told my kids the other day. I saw I just I cannot wait to give you the gifts and they can't wait to receive them. They're asking for all these hints and excitement, <laughs> and and the intensity is building. And and I would love to just you know uh, when they come home from school just. Here are your gifts. Take them. Take them. Take them. <laughs> but then, but then, when it comes time for Christmas, then it's it's where where are we at? Where's where's the gift, right? And so, in a sense, um, there there's a real importance to the contemplation, the taking of the time, and indeed, it is very very countercultural to this instant gratification. But it, it's a time to um, really prepare and to contemplate the coming of the Lord to us. And so then, uh, again, uh, going through that, 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 uh, through the darkness, right? To the Lord coming to us and the light getting brighter and brighter as we approach and get to Christmas. Um, I really truly believe that just, it highlights and it accentuates, uh, the gift of Christmas that much more for us to understand and contemplate. And so, uh, you know, it's really a gift, even though it's a little bit painful, right? The same thing with <laughs> Lent, you know, if there's a pain that you go through, but uh, through that pain, mm -hmm. uh, that contemplation, it, 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 we're able to understand. Uh, there's a there's an old guy, um, uh, base, I'm trying to remember his name, is Ambrose, St. Ambrose, and he once said this, that um, uh, those uh, that once you contemplate the uh, I'm trying to exactly how he quotes it, but once you contemplate, you're not able to understand the gospel until you fully contemplate the depths of your depravity. Mm -hmm. And so good news is not good news unless you first understand the bad news. And when you contemplate the fullness of your bad news, then it accentuates and it highlights just how good news the gospel is for us. Oh, that, mm -hmm. is, that is good news. That is. 
the Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard, St. Paul's Lutheran Church, Minot, North Dakota, and author of Will the Real Jesus Please Stand Up. Thank you so much for being our guest today on The Coffee Hour and uh, discussing Advent. Yeah, it was wonderful. Uh, Happy Advent to you guys, yeah. Every time uh, either one of you said instant gratification, I heard Instagramification. Uh, that is a different thing. No, well, they're one and the same. Uh, more <laughs> Advent and, and uh, traditions in your family for Advent and Christmas coming up next. I'm Eddie Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Oh,